0: Happy Sunday, and welcome back to another episode of the embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slivered to iTunes, dropped a five star rating, or a written review. Those reviews and ratings help organically grow the show and get the show into more ears and more souls across the world. If you have already done so, thank you so so so, so much. Just a reminder before I kick today's episode off, tonight, November 14th, is the last day to register for my fiancé Rick and I's next book club. We actually kick off tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you've been on the fence about joining the book club, we are unpacking the books He and She by Robert Johnson, who is a Jungian author and scholar and we will be diving into masculine and feminine psychology via the grail myth and the myth of psyche and arrow so if you are looking to join a community that is interested in conversations of of depth and myth and psychology and really just looking for interaction in a community that is supportive of your creative musings, then feel free to join us. If you go to the link in the show notes, you can grab that last minute sign up. It is pay what you want, so you get to choose the price based on what feels good for you, and we would love to see you there. On today's show, I want to read a Marian Woodman quote. This is one of my favorite Woodman quotes. She says, Until the ego feels its own despair, there is little motivation to change. I think what she is asserting here is that the ego is becoming relativized to the greater forces that influence the psyche. So relativization is the act or result of making something relative regarding as a relative rather than an absolute. And so what that means is that we unconsciously live in a way that we think that we are the sole creators of our life's story. We unconsciously assume that we come into the world as blank slates and that based on our previous past experiences, we can process that and write the rest of our life if we're just conscious enough of our past. If you believe that, that's 100% okay with me. What I'm asserting in this podcast, and I think what Marion Woodman is asserting, is that there are unknown, mysterious, unseen forces that influence the way that we perceive, the way that we behave, the way that we relate to the world. It is that heroic ego that often becomes out of relationship to the forces that are greater than it because it fears the unknown forces that are greater than it. You know, whether you believe in one god or many gods or you believe in a pantheon of gods, if you believe in witchcraft, if you believe in Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever you believe, that's, that's fine. I think the important thing is that we have to become in right relationship our sense of I needs to find the adequate position between that and the forces that are greater than that. So again, I'm going to read the quote. Until the ego, so your sense of I, feels its own despair, the etymology of despair is to come down from hope, come down from hoping, there is little motivation to change. And so I think that when we unconsciously are living in this place of hoping that our lives will, will turn out in a way that makes us happy, that makes us fulfilled, that keeps us in our nice little floaty cloud of heroics. And I think it is until we feel the death of the hero we come down from that hope coming from an externalized, whether it's God, whether whatever it is that we're hoping outside of ourselves. And feeling that coming down, I think that is when we can meet whatever shows up in that place, and we can meet that with a position of curiosity and a willingness to explore, our relationship to that and our position to that, I think that's where spontaneous hope enters. It's not this artificially created hope that is based on an external image. I hope my partner gets back with me. I hope that God hears my prayers. I hope, etc, etc. Rather than going inwards and going down and feeling the depths of what is occurring within your psyche and when that happens the spontaneous hope comes in because you start to see your perhaps your calling what you're here to do in the world based on the experiences that are happening within And I think that many of us live our lives prioritizing rationalizations of the ego rather than creating relationships with the wisdom that's happening within the psyche. So these emotions that are knocking on the ego's door, waiting to be felt and to be consciously experienced, we slap a word onto that or a diagnosis onto that and say, I'm anxious, rather than feeling that coming down into anxiety. Oftentimes, we can find ourselves kind of sidestepping ego despair unconsciously when we find ourselves thinking only in solutions we can find ourselves prioritizing the needs and demands of everyone else around us with disregard for our own needs. We find ourselves making unconsciously making decisions based on what we quote unquote should do or having a conditional relationship with our emotions. So meaning that if the emotion doesn't necessarily automatically make sense of where it fits in the psyche, we begin to unconsciously invalidate that experience. And we have to ask, like, why? Why would we do that? Well, we didn't necessarily learn how to adequately navigate strategies of emotional regulation to meet our emotions for what they are and see the information that they're trying to inform us of we probably had high expectations placed on us at a young age so we repressed our feelings to become who and what we needed to to receive love and validation we might have had performance based validation meaning that if we are academically or athletically successful, we are accomplishing things in our careers. And that was the only form of validation that we were receiving that can become an unconscious habitual experience for the ego. And anything outside of that feels foreign and other and scary. That is very typical of um, hustle culture. But also we don't see the importance of turning towards our emotions. We don't see the wisdom in our emotions because archetypally the hero is at odds with those those deeper aspects of the psyche. And, you know, in the typical hero myth, when the hero goes down and faces the dragon, the The story is to slay the dragon. So if we play that out when it comes to turning towards the experience of our inner emotions, the heroic ego wants to slay those emotions, to conquer them, to overcome them, to get past them. And where we're headed collectively, I think the type of consciousness that is being invited to us is for that hero to feel its own despair, to be in that environment long enough to be cleansed and to be reborn so that a creative matrix can come through, that we have a flexibility about the way that we navigate the upper and lower realms. Many of us out there, including myself, have lived in this way for most of our lives, the, the way of the hero, feeling, thinking as if we control our own destiny. And this works for a lot of people until it doesn't anymore, until we hit a point where what we used to be able to do for validation and this feeling of being fulfilled pushes us further into the symptom And it becomes impossible to bypass or to conquer the truth of our symptoms. And typically the truth of our symptoms take us into a place of loss and grief that need to be faced when we become relativized with the greater mysterious things that are orchestrating this divine existence here. I think that grief and loss, as I talked about in the last episode, that can be really painful, but that can also be deeply transformative. Because sometimes what we what has to be grieved is the death and transformation of who we thought we needed to be, so our survival adaptations, and what we thought mattered the most, so our value systems. And allowing space for these to be sacrificed to the death and rebirth process so that a new version of this ego can come out on the other side in right relationship with the things that are greater than it. This is a really, really important time to move from living in a egocentric, top-down, approach into perhaps letting the imaginal faculties and the the emotional experiences have their say. I think it's our work to create a capacity to do this because this can direct us into our deepest wisdom and our deepest healing experiences and attuning to those inner imaginative and somatic experiences can offer a place of ease and peace once we're kind of through that that really mucky, muddy, slow, painful death, we can get to a place of ease, peace, fulfillment that money and, and careers and all of these outer successes could never offer us. And I think it takes radical courage to shift from hustling for your worth as the heroic ego to settling into the wisdom that has always been there. And you are also made of that wisdom. And that is just a radical, radical, radical shift. So if you enjoyed today's episode, I wanted to inform you guys that my Born to Heal course, so it is my 12-week signature group program, is officially open for early bird waitlist spaces. So Born to Heal is my group program for women who are looking to go through this undoing experience this death and rebirth process in a community that gives you a framework to help navigate that undoing because oftentimes we're going through the undoing and we don't have we don't have a safe place under us a safe ground under us to understand what's happening And so Born to Heal is a program that I've created and evolved over the last three years to allow women to navigate that process in a community where you are not only getting the bottom-up approach, but you're also getting the top-down. So the program laces in a lot of psychological foundations so that those of you who have lived in a top down way that like to use the mind can slowly, slowly, slowly come down into the body and integrate all of these things that are transforming, the things that are shedding, the things that are creatively alchemizing within you. So if you are interested in joining the January 2022 cohort, you can head to the show notes and find the link to hop on the early bird waitlist. And I would love to see your application. And we can hop on a call and see if the course is right for you. Other than that, we will chat on Thursday. Bye, guys.